When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the program as we kick off another working week. It is the 4th of March. Thanks for joining us on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Wherever you've got us on the SEN app, of course, tops of 24 around Sydney town today. Cloud clearing, 26 tomorrow, and then it's going to get hotter during the week and up to about 30 by the weekend. Our Monday morning snap judgments this morning. What are the burning questions from the weekend? And in particular... The burning questions from Vegas will do that thanks to Snap Fitness for the feeling. The text line 0457 736 736 and our Alltel open line 1300 01 1170. Awesome service, great product. Switch to Alltel today. Great to have them on board. And that open line's open for business. So here's what we're going to do. We've got a, a couple of guests coming up later. Barat Sundarason to talk cricket off the back of the first test victory by Australia against New Zealand. Brett Phillips from uh, the world of tennis with the first serve, of course, tonight we will cover Alex Dimonor. But I want to open up this first hour to you, and I want to get your feedback from what you thought about Las Vegas. Now, we'll touch base, uh, touch base rather with Coach K, who's over there patrolling the streets. So, again, it's just gone 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So we'll do that and continue to soak up the atmosphere. But if, obviously, you're like me and you watched all of this from home across the weekend and the build-up from home, even if you had a bit of FOMO, I want your opinion on it because this is where it really matters, back here. Now, I'll break down what it all means and what I think the big takeaways from the Rugby League adventure into America really is but this is where I want your thoughts because now stuff starts to get real because it's back here where it really matters the cut and thrust of rugby league 1300 01 1170 is my open line number on the Alltel open line this morning so if I think there's one overriding takeaway from the excellent adventure into America it's this the NRL can finally start to dream big dreams the game can finally start to believe that it is bigger than it thinks. Now, Peter Volandis, Andrew Abdo, and don't forget Lachlan Murdoch in all of this, can look back on this Vegas weekend and realise that everything they've been telling and selling the very insular world of rugby league now has legs. It has currency. And if the gambling, the broadcasting and streaming riches start to flow from it, that currency is cold, hard cash. And isn't it amazing what can be achieved when the first question of why is actually answered? Why play games in America? Why does the NRL want to get a foothold in the US? Why go there at all? There's money to be made. That's why. Good money. And Peter Volandis knows it. Now, you don't have to go too far back to understand why money matters more than ever. COVID nearly crushed the game of rugby league. There was next to nothing in the bank. The trusty bank of television was looking just as perilous. There were next to no assets, so alternative revenue streams needed to be found. And the game could quite literally 
not afford to ever be in that position again. So finally, Rugby League had a proper reason to make this American dream work. Very different to the why when we played that State of Origin exhibition match there in California back in 1987. There was no real why about that. It was, let's just go do it. But this is a very different reason. Gambling over there has changed, and the NRL wants a piece of it. Broadcasting has changed worldwide, and the NRL, through its Watch NRL app, backed by Fox and News and Lachlan Murdoch, want a piece of it. So let's work our way through this. Atmosphere on the weekend, yesterday, at Allegiant Stadium, even from here, sitting in our lounge rooms or wherever you watched these games yesterday, atmosphere, tick. The NRL is a sporting product, tick. Promotion, the lead-up to the game, social media, the backing of the papers, Fox Sports coverage in particular, tick, 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 tick. The reach, we're going to have to wait and see on that. But it'll be big. Now, yeah, they had to wait to get from Fox Sports One, uh, Fox Sports 2 to Fox Sports 1 over there, but sometimes that's actually not a bad thing. Because if they're waiting for a college basketball match to finish in overtime, they're dragging the audience with them. So the reach... Here at home, over there, we'll wait and see. Money. Even if it's a trickle, it's a trickle more than they had last week when they started this whole thing. And they're hoping that that trickle becomes a river of gold. So even from afar, from our seats here, it is plain to see that the game has undergone a monumental shift. The NRL product is all of a sudden, in my opinion, a very different proposition. The game is different today than what it was two days ago. And remember that this wasn't state of origin or a grand final. These were two regular season games. Two of the four teams who played yesterday didn't make the finals last year. Two competition points in week one of the premiership don't win a premiership title. Yet this was an event on a really big scale. Did you feel it? Because if we can feel it back here in Australia, they're feeling it over there in America. It was an event on a big, big scale. Now we had to go to Vegas to figure that out, but the NRL can now sit back and know that it's bigger than it thinks. And the challenge now has surely got to be, be even bigger in your own backyard. Is that the next step? Let me know your thoughts this morning. 0457 736 736. On the whole, a remarkable success. A remarkable success of what it meant for the game and why they took it over there in the first place. Do you agree or disagree? Let me know this morning. 1300 011170. Snap Fitness has got you covered. You can visit your local Snap Fitness to find out more at snapfitness.com. So some burning questions for Vegas. And dive in here. If if you've got any or you've got some answers to these, I want to know what does the game look like? Here's a burning question for you off the back of this one. What do you think the game now looks like in five years? And honestly, if I had have asked you this last week, I'd probably expect a different answer. But I think we can now pose it this time around because the game has gone to new territory. Different territory for different reasons. So what does it look like in five years?
we know that we've got another four years in Vegas locked in. So his opening round after that, now for sale for good, is the opening round of the NRL, the first double header, whatever you want to call it, is that now up for sale for good? Is that something that the game looks like over the next five years? How does the NRL now make every game an event? Not just a game of footy, but a big time event. They had to do it in Vegas to capture that market. But it's now something that they, if they can do that in the first two regular games of the season, then surely they can do that every weekend. So how do you do that? That'll lead me to another question in just a second about fields. But actually on the fields, what about the dimensions of the field? Did it make a difference in your eyes to the product of the game? Does the game look different in five years if we have to start to fiddle around with the dimensions of the field? Shorter? Skinnier? Was it okay for you? Or not? Let me know. What did you like and what didn't you like from what you saw from Vegas? This is all from our perspective here. By the way, if you're listening on the SEN app over there and you feel like having your say, jump on board and let me know. But what did you like and what didn't you like? from Vegas. Could this spell the end of suburban footy grounds further down the track? Now, here's a debate that I'm willing to have this morning because I'm torn on this one. I love suburban footy. I love traditional rivalry. You cannot forget where your bread is buttered. We've had that discussion on this program. But this is now different because if we're trying to make every game an event, and perhaps we're not, but if Every game needs to be an event. Can you make an event out of suburban footy games? And what about our newfound customers over there on the Watch NRL app? One minute they're watching footy at Allegiant Stadium and it's just lights and bells and whistles and fireworks and the lot going on. The next week they might be watching a match at Leichhardt Oval and when we get to the nitty-gritty of footy in the middle of winter and there ain't big crowds there and we're at Brookvale or Leichhardt or Belmore or wherever... How does that translate into a big event? So I don't want to see suburban footy grounds go, but how do you make a big event out of every weekend? That's what Super League, when it first came here and pretty much upended the game of rugby league, Super League was trying to make everything a big event. When you go to the game of footy, it's an event. So let me know your thoughts on that. Winners and losers. Now, Manly and the Roosters, are they... Top eight material. Luke Brooks, we can have the discussion about him. Just fitted right in, like a glove. Number six, no problems. Looks happy, played well. Jason Saab has got an injury. That'll be a big setback for Manly in the early part of the season. The Roosters, we've attached one word to them, I think, collectively over the last two years, and it was clunky. Is the new word efficient for the Roosters? They were smart and slick. Then we've got the losers, Souths and Broncos. What are the warning signs there? And how much do we find out in round two when they meet each other? Rabbitohs v Brisbane, when they all get back home here. And, of course, we'll keep our eyes on what's been happening with the Spencer Lenu issue, um, the NRL process going through it, the claim that he was um, racially vilified. Or that Sorry, he racially vilified Ezra Mann, who told referee Adam G that Lenu called him a monkey and he wanted to lodge a formal complaint. So we'll let that one play out its process and we'll keep you on board with that fair bit.
to unpack after the first round or what they were calling round zero. You can call the Alltel open line, one 1170 this morning. Do you think the game has changed? I think it has. Not the product so much, not the actual game of football, of rugby league as we know it. Not too much has changed there. But in terms of what it can do now, where it sits in the landscape, what it can achieve, how it can think about itself, they're all pretty big questions, but happy to skip through them and dive into them as much as you want this morning on 0457 736 736. Fair bit of cricket news around. Of course, Australia win the first test. The second test over there starts on Friday. Nathan Lyon, 10 wickets for the match and the highest score in the second innings. Did you see the, the numbers that popped up throughout that about Nathan Lyon, the most test runs without a half century, and we thought he was going to get there. Uh, he ends up getting out on 41, but what a performance too from Cameron Green, man of the match. In this World Test Championship cycle, Australia have played 11 tests. They've won seven, drawn three, and lost just the one. They are on the charge. Will Pukowski, it was really, really hard to watch the vision of him suffering a nasty blow in the Shield match at Belreve Oval against Tasmania. So hit in the head um, by a bouncer that he couldn't get out of the way of. In the end, no matter what he did in that position, he was unfortunately going to get hit in the helmet. He couldn't sway away from it. He, he wasn't in the position to try and play at it. And it was nasty to see. Dropped his back, collapsed to the turf and was assisted from the field. So the only thing that we can really say is that we hope that Will Pukowski's okay. Everything processional-wise, in the, in the right processes, will be taking place right now. Be guaranteed about that. So this 26-year-old, unfortunately, is in another position where he's suffered a nasty head blow. As I mentioned, Alex Dimonor has won again on the ATP Tour. It's his eighth title there in Mexico. So he goes back-to-back -back at the Mexican Open. And we'll dig a bit deeper, too, in the world of Formula One because there's a power struggle going on. Now, regular listeners of this program have been following the story of Christian Horner. Now we can drag in uh, Max Verstappen, but more importantly, his dad, Jos Verstappen, who has really lit the fuse on this one. Basically, he has said that whilst ever Christian Horner is in charge now of Red Bull, the team is in danger of being torn apart. Not basically, that's exactly what he said. The team is in danger of being torn apart. This is Max's dad. There's a power struggle going on here, folks. And if I was a betting man, I would say that Christian Horner won't be in charge of Red Bull by the time that the teams get here to the Australian Formula One Grand Prix, if not sooner. Because if this power struggle is between essentially driver and the man in charge of the team, the team principal, in this case, I think it'll go the way of the driver. Now, his dad's behind this, and where does the vacant seat that's coming up at Mercedes play into all of this? Is it perfect um, op opportunity from the Verstappens to play out some power struggle? Well, I think so. But I also think that it, Formula One has a bigger problem at the moment, and it's that Max, Max Verstappen is so far down the road that it's going to be a borathon if it continues. He won the opening race by 22 seconds from his teammate, he was 25 seconds clear of Carlos Sainz. And this will give you an indication of where Formula One is at at the moment. Ferrari are happy because they've halved the gap from this time last year. This time last year, they were 50 seconds behind. 
And now they're happy that they're only 25 seconds behind. The problem about that, that's about a third of a lap. That's a long, long way back. That's like the Melbourne Cup winner crossing the line and second and third are still 1,000 metres behind. Really, really interesting. So we can take a little bit of a closer look at that throughout the course of the program. So there you go. There's a fair bit on our plate on this Monday morning, 0457 736 736. Let's ask the burning questions and see if we can answer them on this Monday morning thanks to Snap Fitness around the Vegas weekend.